Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Singers are getting better and better every day. Put your hands together for them. Hallelujah. Wow. I am very, I am very happy and blessed that I started this group. I'm telling you, it's one of the things that excites me. Hallelujah. As I see them, I started this group and I see them singing and getting better and better. I'm very excited about it. Hallelujah. It gives me a future and a hope. Hallelujah. And may you have a future and a hope in your life. I say, may you have a future and a hope in your life. See, when, when you look behind you and there's no success, it's very depressing. It's very, very depressing. Hallelujah. Come, let me pray about the offering. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Good. Christian scripture that if you're a Christian you must definitely know this verse and understand it. So the first part says that, and the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. Go. You've done well. Hallelujah. And the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Hallelujah. It's, it's, um, it's a foundational Christian scripture. Okay, it's actually more of a, a doctrinal teaching. It's one of the tenets of Christianity. That the words that I speak, they are spirit in their life. Hallelujah. So when anytime you are sitting in church, a church is different from a lecture. In a lecture, somebody is giving you knowledge. Okay, that's a lecture. That's a lecture. So, but a church is not a lecture. Preaching is not lecturing. In preaching, you are getting knowledge. In lecturing, you are getting knowledge. But in preaching, it is not only knowledge. It's an impartation of a spirit. Hallelujah. So when you come to a church, you receive an impartation of a spirit or of a gift. Something enters into you which begins to change you and give you a different vision and a different purpose. Hallelujah. That's the difference between preaching and and lecturing. Hallelujah. A certain power is given to you. The spirit enters into you. Hallelujah. So today, I'm still continuing on my series on the anointing and his anointed. It's a very important series. Hallelujah. And see, this teaching is about the Holy Spirit. Number one. This whole thing is about the Holy Spirit because the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Okay? The anointing. Every time you hear the anointing, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. 
And the Holy Spirit is God. Church, do you understand me? The Holy Spirit is who? I said the Holy Spirit is who? And let me tell you something. You cannot finish teaching about God or understanding God. So I'll carry you as far as I can carry you, then I'll stop. Hallelujah. But it's a very, very important subject. Hallelujah. And we must come to the point of knowing, number one, and two, recognizing the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That the Holy Spirit is not air. It's not a wind. It's a person. Hallelujah. So just like you can wake up in the morning and say good morning to your brother. You should be able to wake up in the morning and say good morning to the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? You must be fully conscious of the Holy Spirit to the extent that when you wake up in the morning, you can say good morning Holy Spirit. Then you, have, then you have begun to understand the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, continuing in that line, let's talk about the mystery of impartation. The mystery. I'm surprised today's verse is so in, in line with the same thing. Yeah, it's actually very... The Spirit is speaking. Today's memory verse is in the, it's in the same line. The mystery of impartation. You see that the... the Anointed is the person. The anointing is the spirit. And the anointed or the pastor or the prophet can impart unto you the anointing. Do you get it? The person, the pastor who is carrying the Holy Spirit can impart to you the member, the Holy Spirit. But it's, it's a mystery. See, when something is a mystery, it means it's not clear, it's not straightforward. It's not routine. It's not easily understood. Are you hearing me? Like the mystery of, what do you say? The mystery of the missing cat. The mystery of the missing cat. It's like, ah, we are very surprised. Where did the cat go? The cat was in the hall. The door was locked. Nobody has gone anywhere. How come we can't find the cat? The mystery of the missing cat. Then we look under the bed. The cat is not there. We check the sofa. The cat is not there. Nobody has also come here. So where did the cat go? Suddenly it becomes a mystery. Hallelujah. In the same way, the anointed is the person. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. And the members can be imparted. But it's a mystery. How come some people get and some people don't get? The mystery of impartation. How come that the person can interact with everybody and some will be imparted and some will not? That's the mystery. So we must learn to unravel. So, so, like, so the mystery of the missing cat. It's like, ah. So suddenly we set up an investigation. What are the possibilities? Where did the cat go? think about it. You wonder. You check the sofa. The cat is not there. You check the bed. The cat is not there. You check the closet. The cat is not there. 
you get a toy mouse and let the mouse run through the house. The cat does not come. Then suddenly say, Ah, remember. I told the electrician to come and fix a bulb. So he probably left the door open. That is why the cat is not in the house. So the mystery is then solved. It's the, the cat left the house because the electrician came to open and did some work and you were not there. And that's, and left the, that's why the cat left the house. So the mystery of the missing cat is now solved. <laughs> I should be a detective, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. In the same way, ah, now we understand why the anointed man interacts with some people and they are anointed. And he interacts with others and then they are anointed. Now we understand the mystery of impartation. Hallelujah. Do you understand the mystery of impartation? Do you want to be imparted? Do you want to receive the blessing? Do you want to, you see, when you understand the mystery, then you can receive it. Hallelujah. So, in this uh, scripture, one of the greatest anointed men in, Bi- in the Bible, one, one of the most anointed that we all know in scripture, is Apostle Paul. You know, Apostle Paul was very anointed. You know, Paul was very anointed. Yeah, he was very anointed. So, he had, so he had some group of guys, some church members who were in Rome. That's why they were called the Romans. When you see a letter to the Romans, you know, Paul was writing to the people in Rome. You understand? So, the book of Romans. If he was writing to Ghanaians, it would have called the book of Ghanaians. The book of Ghana. <laughs> if he was writing to Gabonese, it would have called the book of Gabon. So when you see Romans, you see all the, all the churches, like when you see Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, he was writing to the people in Thessalonica. Corinthians. Corinth is a city. He was writing to the people in Corinth. Ephesus was a city, present-day Turkey. So it's, it's like a letter to a people in a particular place. So maybe if he had written to Nigeria, to say, first Nigeria, second Nigeria. <laughs> that was a very important, powerful book. First and second Nigerians. You have love to see what is in there, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. So Paul wrote to the people in Rome. So that's the book of Romans. Hallelujah. And in Romans chapter 1, verse 9 to 13. Romans chapter 1, verse 9 to 13. Paul is saying, For God is my witness. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayer. You know, when when you have a pastor who says that every time I pray, I make mention of you. You know how blessed you are? May your pastor make mention of you every time in his prayers. Yes. It's such a blessing. You see, it means that as you are snoring, somebody is covering your soul. You are getting some divine protection. Yeah. You are covered. It's a blessing. Yeah. It said, making mention without ceasing in my prayers, making request, if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey 
by the will of God to come unto you. I really want to come and visit you, Rome. For I long to see you. See, I long to see you. It's like I have a passion, a desire to see you. Why? That I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end ye may be established. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now, I will not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you. That was his title. That I'm, that's what he said. That I might have some fruit among you also, even among the Gentiles. Paul said that Rome, I, every time I go to bed to pray, you come into my mind. I pray for you. And not only do I pray for you, I long. I have a passion to visit you. I really wanted to come and see you in church in Rome. I long to see you. And so that I may impart unto you spiritual gifts. I, 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 I'm what, you see, I long to see you. That I may impart, 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 deposit, deposit something with you. I'm talking about the mystery of impartation. The first thing you want to understand, the first thing that we have to understand is that Paul is saying that without me seeing you physically, what I want to give to you, I can't give to you. Because if I can give from a far away, I don't need to come. It's like the thing that I want to deposit into you, it requires a one-on-one interaction. I cannot give it to you from afar. I cannot give it to you from afar. That's why the first thing, I'm talking about the mystery of impartation. There are certain gifts you cannot receive from afar. You need to receive it one-on-one. You cannot get it remotely. Some gifts. Some gifts are not trans. Some can be given remotely, but some gifts are not given remotely. He said that I may, he said, and he said, I may impart unto you a gift, and this, that you will be established to the end that you may be established. Establishment. I need to see you. You see, you, Bishop was teaching us this morning. I just was listening. You see, you can be in the soul, but you're not established. You're there, but you're not established. You can be in the country, but you're not established. I mean, you're in the country, but you're not established. Every day when you're going to, when you hear the, we have to say, you're not established. You see, not being established means that anybody can blow you off. Shabbatandaya. May you be established. I said, may you be established. You see, you, anything that you are in, you can, you, even though you are in it, you will not be established. You can be in a church, but you are not established. You are in a church, but you are not established. The smallest nonsense, you are off. Because you are not established. You are not established. You are not rooted in it. So the smallest nonsense, you are off. You, are, you can be in a job, and you are not established. You are in the job, and you are not established. The smallest shake of layoff, you are the first to go. You can even be 
in a relationship but you are not established. You are in a relationship but you are not established. Even though you go and come and say this my beloved, the next girl that comes up, you are off the table. Shabaya! Are you hearing me? You see, you can <laughs> you can even be alive but you are not established. <laughs> you are alive but you are not established. Because you owe so much. You owe here. You owe here. You owe here. It is like your whole life is in debt. You are not established. May God deliver you from debt. May you be established. You see, when you are established in life, it means you are not in debt. It means you can, you, you can tell, nobody can tell you nonsense. <laughs> yeah. May you be established. I say, may you be established. May you be financially established. Receive that one. I say, may you be financially established. Yeah. Receive it. Financial establishment. Because when you are not financially established, that's why people, that's why every time, because you are, you are not financially established, you have so much debt. Every time you get a phone call, you look at who's calling. <laughs> that's why. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying that, I want to see you. That I may impart unto you a gift. You see, we, we've always talked about a gift to make a room for a person. Have you had that verse before? That is one. Another acting about a gift, a gift establishes you. A gift establishes you. I say a gift establishes you. When God gives you, for example, all of us were, you know, we were watching the Winter Olympics. How many were watching the Olympics? And we kept on hearing the name Mami Baini, Mami Baini, Mami Baini. You know Mami Baini? How many heard the name Mami Baini? You know, well, most of you didn't watch. Mami Baini. They were saying, uh, how, how, how they were putting it on the news? Mami. 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 It's actually Mami Baini. But we say, they were saying, Mami Baini. Mami Baini. Who is Mami Baini? Who is she? Who is she? She's just an ordinary Guinean girl. Brought in by, born in Ghana, brought in by a father of money. I don't know where he was born. Huh? Her father is Kweku, came here at five. Five year old Ghanaian girl, like any of you over there, in Virginia, working with her dad. Her dad sees a skating ring. He said, Mommy, do you want to try it? He says, Yes, I want to try it. Goes into the skating ring. You see, I'm talking about a gift. Not something you learn. This one is from God. She goes to a skating ring. Spins around the ring. The coach says, no. She waits for figure skating. The coach says, There's your speed and your ties are not good for figure skating. I think you should try speed skating. Born in Ghana. Never seen snow before. The only coaching she knows is Coca-Cola and and Muscatella born in Ghana never seen, never seen snow before so they put her in a, a, a 
skating rink and boom, the guy shoots off. Power! Now, what I'm trying to say is that this is clearly a gift. Clearly a gift. Which is from God because the power muscles was given to her by God. It's not from the kenke or the banku she ate. You, you, have, been, you have been eating the same kenke and banku. You never... If, if the power was from Kenke, Francis should really win 100 meters. Ask <laughs> them from it. It's the gift. If, if, if the power was from Kenke, he said he would have been world champion. <laughs> yeah. It's a gift. Are you hearing me? And I'm talking about a gift established. Because of that gift, suddenly he's established. Suddenly. She is established. Full scholarship. University of Utah have accepted her. I mean, full scholarship. Olympics, full scholarship. It's not from her education. It's not from her background. It's not from her parents. The gift God gave her has established her. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. May you receive a gift that will establish you. Amen. I said, may you receive a gift that will establish you. Amen. Yeah. Olympics. You see, it's amazing because what, what, what I find very unique about this thing is that she comes from a part of the world where snow is not there. You are double-minded. You do a job, you are double-minded. Are you hearing me? So you can be unsure about everything. But it does not profit you. Have a steady mind. I say, have a steady mind. Have a steady mind. Let your vision be single. Oh, I'm preaching, I tell you. Let it be single. Admire, admire, admire. I love him, I love him, I love him. That's it. Yeah. No ifs and buts. Hallelujah. So that is one. Number two. He says, another the, the mission part is when you hear. When you hear. When you hear. When you hear. That's the, that's the memory verse today. And the spirit entered into me as he spoke. And that's Ezekiel 2 2. And the spirit entered into me as he spoke. So you can receive an impartation, a gift, or anointing. As you hear an anointed person speak and sometimes this one you know, the person even doesn't have to be there physically you can listen to the person on the message and as the voice comes it can impart on you as he spoke as he spoke Bishop Austin how he got anointed by listening to Kenneth Hagen he was not physically with Kenneth Hagen but the, message, the spirit entered into him Jesus said that the words that are speak they are spirit and they are life you can receive an impartation so you see Open your ears and listen to anointed words. Look, look, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Faith cometh by hearing. I say faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I don't care who you are. What you hear affects you. Am I preaching to you? I don't care who you are. What you hear affects you. 
Yes, every time you turn your car, CNN, there's shooting in the subway. There's a robbery in downtown. There's a murder across the road. You will be afraid. No matter who you are, you turn on, you sit in your car, 10, 10 wins. News. Subway guns choosing terror here, accident over here, somebody has married. I mean, whether you like it or not, you see that you are a bit nervous. Because what you hear affects you. What you hear affects you. Faith comes by hearing. And so in the same way, you can, if you open your ears to hearing the right word, hearing spiritual things, your faith will come up. Amen. If all that you are hearing that I can do all things through Christ, greater see that is in me than he does in the world. A thousand of my rest and ten thousand. You see that even though there is layoff, there is news, it does not affect you. Somehow you feel different. And as you believe, you will be different. As you believe, you'll be different. As you believe, you'll be different. So why do you go to sleep and the last thing you heard was shooting in Florida on CNN? As the, the last message you heard and you're going to dream with that. Now, are you surprised that when you slept, you dreamt that somebody was killing you? Why are you surprised? Because that was the, that was the last message you took to this. The last message you took from the physical into the spiritual. That is why we keep on showing those uh, websites. Rather put on darkwoodmoose.org video or audio, let it play and fall asleep. And the last word you heard was that greater is he that is in the heat and go to sleep with that one, not shooting in Florida. I'm preaching to you. Spirit entered into me. The spirit entered into me as he spoke. Kabashara. Yeah, say Kabashara. Receive that impartation. Hallelujah. So, let me try a round of one is seen, two is what? And the, and the, and, and the, the, the last form, form of impartation is by touching. That I may impart is by touching. Is by touching. You see, they are, once again, let me go to the fundamentals. The fundamentals. When you read the fundamentals of our faith, in Hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2. Therefore, he says, therefore, living the principles of the doctrines of Christ, the principles, okay, the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection. It's like, these are the basics. Let us move higher. Therefore, leaving the basics, let us move higher. And what is a higher call? Not laying again the foundation of repentance. Okay? Which is a foundation. Okay? Basic Christianity begins with repentance. You cannot be a Christian without being repentant. You can, Christianity is not by birth. The father your mother is a Christian does not make you a Christian. You must be born again. Muslim, Islam is by birth. If your father is a large munkaka, you are born. Yeah. Muslim is by birth. Muslim is not by conversion, it's by birth. 
Once your parents are Muslim, you are, you are, you are Muslim. It's automatic. But Christianity is by repentance. So the Paul is saying that this is basic. Okay? We, everybody should know that it's by repentance. Number two, uh, let us go to not not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Faith toward God is also a basic pillar. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Are you hearing me, church? And then number three, verse two of the doctrine of baptism. These are foundations. Christianity, baptism is foundational. We believe in the immersion of the old man and the resurrection. So Christianity includes, that's why we organize baptism. So everybody in this church should arrange to get baptized before you die. That's why we do the annual baptism. It's foundational. Okay? Baptism. And of laying on of hands. Laying of hands is, is foundational Christianity. Christianity involves that somebody, sh- we believe in laying of hands. That spirits are imparted when hands are laid. It's, so don't challenge it. It is basic Christianity. That when an anointed man touches you, it's something is imparted. Laying of hands. And of the resurrection of the dead. We believe in the resurrection. Of, you cannot be a born again Christian when you don't believe that the dead will be resurrected. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your faith includes that you must believe that when you die, you resurrect. You must believe that. Resurrection of the dead. And Christianity also the, and, and, and involves eternal judgment. We believe that one day we will stand before God and he will judge us. These are basics. Do you get the basics? Do you get the basics? That one day you stand before God and God will judge you. So among the basics, one of the basics is laying on of hands. We believe that hands contain spirits. The Bible says that and when, Josh, when Moses laid hands on Joshua, the spirit of wisdom was imparted. Then you have to be careful. Hands has to be laid. We believe in laying on of hands. And that's Paul said, I want to see that I may impart. That as I lay my hands on you, something will impart to you. That is the reason why every time on your birthday, listen, I can call you. Listen, on your birthday, I call you to come on stage and I pray for you. And I lay hands on you. I can put my hand in my pocket and pray for you. It's not the same. Because I believe that once you are a member of this church, at least once a year, you need some impartation. Ask more people to come up to pray for them. Laying of hands. Hey, look, it is so spiritual. It is laying on of hands is so spiritual. That Paul said that be careful. Let no man be not be not in a hurry to lay hands hands on anybody. Yeah, that's what Paul said. Because it's not it's not neutral. Laying of hands is non-neutral. So Paul said, be careful. That is why you have to be careful who is laying hands on you. You are saying something. Can you find me like this? Be very careful. Be very, very careful. Because laying of hands is not benign. If the person is carrying some evil spirits and lay hands on you, you are done for. So be careful who you bow down who say that lay hands on me. And I am preaching. Because it's not benign. It's foundational Christianity. 
paying offense. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Who lay hands on you? Yeah. Lay, he, see, lay hands suddenly on no man. Neither be partaker of men's sins. Keep thyself pure. Keep thyself pure. It means you can be contaminated if wrong hands are laid on you. That's why, that's why she laughs when I lay hands on. Yeah. Because something important is coming. Yeah. But not, not, she will not allow everybody to touch and lay hands on her. Mm-hmm. This is foundational. Hallelujah. I remember when Bishop was getting married. Bishop Derek. His father said, his father said who is the officiating minister? <laughs> Bishop's father asked him, who is the officiating minister? Because his father is a big man. We are friends. He was my classmate. We are friends. I know the father. I know the family. Big man. Big Anglican, you know, supports the church. So, if his son is going to get married, he expects the, the real bishop of the Anglican to come and do the office. As bishop. He's like, he said, oh, one reverend. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, he said, oh, one reverend terrier. <laughs> he mentioned his full name. He said, one reverend terrier. So I said, who is reverend terrier? So, one reverend terrier. <laughs> I remember. So, yeah. We are sitting in the church. We go for the wedding. Father has come in the coat. Lady Reverend's father has come in a tailcoat and a top hat. Officiating <laughs> minister. <laughs> Pastor Bishop Yeti Saki. It was not even a bishop, it was Brother Saki, Brother Eats. <laughs> As he stood in the pulpit and he saw the people, you could see him. <laughs> like what? He was shaking like a leaf. But you know, Bishop, you know, Bishop, eventually anointed. You see, he's a spiritual person. He said, on an important day of my life, such as marriage, why should I go and call some unbeliever bishop who only wears a castle by smoking and drinking somewhere to come and lay hands on me? No. This brother I know. I know he's filled with the Holy Spirit. I know he's anointed. I will let him lay hands on me. understands Christianity and spiritual things. Because all that the family wanted was some Holy Spirit. This guy is a total unbeliever. I mean, I'm not sure all of them are, but some. And since you are not sure, what do you know somebody who is gay and was wearing a cassock to lay hands on you? He's known in the city. Church, are you hearing me? Yes. Paul said, I love to see you. I long to see you. That may impart unto you. As you see me, as you hear me, and as I touch you, may a gift, may a gift, may a gift that caused you to be established Amen. be imparted unto you. Amen. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit. Quickly, quickly, pray. Let's pray for ourselves as we close. Thank you.
falling over me, touching my heart. Yes, Lord. And changing my soul. Oh, my spirit, oh God. My spirit and my soul yes, Lord. are being filled yes, Lord. with the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm, mm, I love it. My life will never be yes, Lord. the same. My life will never be the same. Oh, shit. Let's do the voice of and every head bowed. You are here this morning. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Oh, yes. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Before we leave this service this morning, whoever and wherever you are coming from, you see, without being born again, you go to hell. I gave you the fundamentals. Of, of resurrection and judgment. There is judgment. There is judgment. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to make sure that when you stand before God, you will be judged to heaven and not to hell. For the Bible says, except you be born again, except you are born again, you cannot enter. And not, not except you are, your parents are Christians. Not, not, not except you go to church. You must be born again. And what does it mean to be born again? To be born again means you must believe in God in your heart. You must confess with your mouth, number two. And you must do it in public, not in your bedroom. So if you have not done it, it means you are not born again. That's what the Bible says. And if you want to be born again, this very moment, there is room at the cross. There is room. You need God on your side. You need God on your side. You need God on your corner. Life without God is too difficult. There is room at the cross for you. Life without God is too difficult. Oh, you need God. You need God. You need God. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want a good decision today. You want to be born again. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. There's room. There is room. There is always room. There is always room. There is always room on the cross for you. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for salvation. Thank you that nobody here will go to hell when they die. Thank you for the hands that are lifted up. May their young souls always be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Please, you want to bring your best?
As we run up, nobody can talk nonsense to you. Yeah, that's what it is. Tell the person, see the anointed. Hear the anointed. And touch the anointed. And you'll be a Hallelujah. All right. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.